everyone welcome to sleepover party so today we're going to delve into the depths of anxiety oh my god anxiety is something that i deal with literally basically every day of my life so i have a lot to say i'm excited to dive into it because i want to share my personal experiences because i think that they can help others but before we dive in Here's my snack of the night. They are these little edamame like crisps. I don't know if they're healthy or not. And I'm eating the like spicy ones. Pretty sure last time I ate these, they made my tummy really hurt. So I'm kind of nervous, but we're here today and I'm going to do a little ASMR. So yeah, you guys make sure to get your little snack, get comfy because this is like a a true girls talk we're gonna talk and sort through our problems together how i get over my own problems in my own head but basically anxiety i feel like i've always had anxiety i felt like i've always lived with it like genuinely i can't remember a time in my life where i haven't dealt with anxiety and you know when i was younger it's like you don't think it's anxiety so i don't know where it developed in my life. Obviously, I'm not a doctor. I don't know whether it develops in life or whether you can be born with it or whether it's like genetics. I think it might be a combination of all, but I feel like I've always thought the same throughout my life. There's n- There was never really a turning point where my brain changed. So I guess anxiety is one of the things that I felt has always been present. And for a very long time, I thought that it was normal I thought that everyone thought like that and still to this day I cannot get over the fact that some people don't deal with any anxiety and I've only met a few people who are just like so chill they don't have any problems with it and it's so mind-blowing to me because it really does consume my life and it always has consumed my life therefore I've thought it was normal but I guess nothing's not normal, but it's definitely not the norm. So the way that I would describe my anxiety, especially starting out younger, is that I feel like little things that would happen were 10 times worse in my head and I would freak out, still do freak out about everything much more than what it needed to be freaked out about. I don't know if that was good English, but I've just always been such a freak out person. And I've never kind of really learned how to deal with that. I still get really nervous and I still get really anxious. And, you know, I tend to build up the thought of things in my head. And one thing that really helped me, especially with being nervous or like anticipating things or being scared for things, is that my mom said to me once, she's like, you've come up with all these different scenarios in your head and you always think the worst, but it's like, How many times have you thought the worst and the worst has not happened? And that is the truest, most realest thing that anyone has ever said to me. And whenever I'm really stressed or anxious about something, I think, how many times has it actually been the 1% where my worst premonition came true? And 99% of the time, everything ends up okay. So through my experience, my anxiety has never gone away. I feel like it has gone through stages of it's like being better or worse. And if you don't have anxiety, it's not like it's always there. It kind of comes around with different things and every individual is different. So I'm just going to list a couple of the main anxieties or the most popular 
<laughs> the most popular anxieties to have. <laughs> so obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD is a type of anxiety. I did not actually know this, but I guess it makes sense that that's where like you're really obsessive over certain things. I feel like everyone knows what OCD is, but like, for example, some people that I know that have OCD are really OCD about like cleaning. I feel like it's a pretty common form of anxiety. Another one is social anxiety. Now that's anxiety, obviously, in social situations, being scared to go in public to see people or, you know, meet new people, especially. Post-traumatic stress disorder is also a type of anxiety. I also didn't know that that was a type of anxiety, but again, it makes sense. Like, I don't know, you just don't really think about these things, but that's when something traumatic obviously happens in your life. And then after that event, you have anxiety or have like breakdowns if you're reminded of that event, or even if you're not reminded of the event, like it's just something after a typical event, you can have anxious emotions and feelings and actions after the event. Generalized anxiety disorder is just general. Again, it's just the basic anxiety. And there's also, oh my God, there's so many forms. There's separation anxiety, which is obviously when you get anxiety when you're separated from your person. A lot of children have that when they're separated from their parents. I don't really know how to say this one. I think it's like agoraphobia, agoraphobia. It's when you get anxiety when you are in a place where you feel like you can't escape. So for example, people have really crippling anxiety when they get into like planes because it's like they have no control over the situation. You can't escape from a plane. Specific phobia is also another type of anxiety. And that's like, for example, fear of heights, stuff like that, that you're just like really anxious about and the last there's definitely a lot more but the last kind of main one that I wanted to bring up was panic disorder which is like having panic attacks anxiety related but yeah the ones that I struggle with the most are social anxiety and I think just generalized anxiety I do I think agoraphobia however you say it to do with planes is some like I get the most anxiety with planes but I wouldn't say that I have agoraphobia so again I, I don't know why I have social anxiety or just general anxiety about things there's definitely certain things that I do get a lot more anxious about when I was in high school I went through a period of time where I felt like I couldn't leave the house and go to shops and stuff because I have this is so crazy but I have a fear of being watched which sounds literally so insane because my whole job online is to be watched but I had the most crippling anxiety about going to places in public and people looking at me and viewing me and to some people that might sound absolutely insane I was always so afraid of people's perceptions of me even if I'm never going to speak to these people like these are literal people just passing me and I would freak out about it I would sit for three hours in my room when I had to be somewhere and if I didn't feel good about myself I would have literal mental breakdowns like crying in my room and my mom would have to like either leave me at home or like console me oh, just certain things like for example in the morning when I would catch the bus to school walking to the bus stop people oh my god I would freaking like head down just walk I would be nervous about the cars driving past me looking at me I would be nervous about who's gonna see me on the bus people are gonna judge me when I get on the bus I remember the first few times like fans would come up to me even still like I kind of feel bad when some people meet me I get really shy I'm really nervous 
that I'm not going to make a good impression. And then after the fact, after I talk to these people that watch me, I'm like, fuck, like they probably think I'm an idiot. Like, I don't know. I just always think the worst. My brain is always thinking the worst about every situation and it's not healthy at all, but it's my brain has literally always been like that. So I've just dealt with it my whole life. Obviously, now that I'm an adult and I don't have to go to school and I typically don't spend my time in shopping centers or catching buses or like walking down the street, I just stay at home. <laughs> I feel like I can say like I don't deal with social anxiety and like the fear of being watched as much, but even like to this day, like going like grocery shopping, I freak out. A way that I've learned to deal with it is I don't look at people when I'm walking um, because I don't want to see people staring at me. So I just like look straight. Everyone in my peripheral is not being paid attention to. And that has honestly really helped me. And also my mom's given me a lot of advice. She also taught me that like, you don't look at anyone, do you, when you go out? Like, and half of the people that you look at, you don't remember. Actually, everyone that you look at, you don't remember. So it kind of like makes me have a sigh of relief internally when it's like, oh, I'm not looking at people other people aren't looking at me and it's not like a crippling crippling anxiety like I still can do it and it's definitely not as bad as it was when I was younger and I literally would not go to shops and would not go out because of it but yeah other things that I have anxiety about this one is definitely a cause of something <laughs> is being late now I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm never late because I am late a lot of the time. Not crazy late, like five, 10 minutes late. And nothing bad has ever really happened to me from being late. That's not to say that you should be late because being late is really rude and really inappropriate. But I do get really bad anxiety about being late because when I was younger, <laughs> my dad would go on and on and on and on about how rude it is to be late, how he hated that my mom was always late. <laughs> And like he would just complain to me about people being late and how it is so important to be like 10, 15 minutes early. Again, doesn't mean that I do that now, but if I'm late to somewhere, especially that I take freaking like an hour to do my hair and makeup, if I'm late to somewhere, oh my God, I will have a panic attack in the car. I will drive faster than I should. I will freak out. I will get angry. I will blame other people around me. I'll blame myself. I'll have a whole mental breakdown because in my head, being late is the worst thing because that's what my dad taught me. <laughs> no, I think it is a good lesson. I th I'm not sure if he should have been as harsh because clearly I'm now very anxious about being late, but it is a really good lesson to learn that being late is not appropriate and really unprofessional and it can fuck up your life because luckily I've never like missed an appointment or anything for being too late. Usually people are understanding, but still don't be late. But yeah, being late is something that I do get really anxious over and like not getting things done on time. Uh, I remember when I first started YouTube and I feel like I'm going through a similar thing right now. See, my anxiety comes and goes in phases. So when I first started YouTube, I was so particular about posting twice a week and it was consuming my life. Obviously, I started YouTube in COVID, so I had all the time in the world. And then when, you know, I could be social again and I 
had time to do other things and I would make time for other things, I would get really stressed if a video wasn't going to be done on time and I would have breakdowns. I'd bring my laptop everywhere with me to finish editing. Um, I would cancel things and I would just have pretty much a breakdown like three times a week about not getting shit done. And I would post to my story like apologizing and stuff um, because I felt really bad, which again is understanding. If you're going to have a fucking YouTube channel, have like a schedule to it. And, you know, right now I'm kind of going through a similar thing. But when a video is late and it happens and it's inevitable, like I can't, I've really tried to not be as hard on myself and try to, you know, stop bashing myself and having mental breakdowns about it. It does really affect a day for me. I'm not even going to lie. Like a whole day is like just it just becomes negative in my brain, which sucks, but it's hard. And I was never going to actually say this on the internet because, you know, people tell me not to say certain things because, you know, they don't want me to be perceived in a certain way. But I actually think it's really important to come online and talk about my own experiences with mental health and all of that, because I think it can help other people. And also it's normal. Uh, majority of people do deal with something at some point in their life so it's not a shameful thing but um, after COVID when I was having so much anxiety literally crippling <laughs> um, I couldn't do anything I would take my laptop with me everywhere especially around YouTube I was just so consumed with my anxiety I went on anxiety medication and it was a really low dose it wasn't anything like crazy that changed my whole personality but it did really help me at the start um however it did start to make me lazy when it came to my videos i stopped posting twice a week but it did really help my mental health i stopped like not caring, but being on the anxiety medication really, really just helped to clear my mind. But again, it did make me unmotivated. And, you know, it kind of changed my perception to being like, I have to do this because it has to be done. And everyone's going to hate me if it's not done to, you know, it's okay. You can do this another time. Like, it's all fine. So I was on anxiety medication for maybe a year and then I realized I didn't really need it anymore it just wasn't like serving me I wasn't really feeling as anxious anymore so I was like okay maybe I can wean myself off it I don't have to be on it anymore and I think for the first year after being on anxiety medication things were still good for my anxiety levels I wasn't having these breakdowns but you know as time progresses I think it's gotten worse again. And I'm today, even, I had a bit of a mental breakdown in my own head. And, you know, it's a completely normal thing. And it's something that I've had to deal with in life. But clearly, from looking at my journey with anxiety over the past, it definitely comes and goes in waves. So I'm not that disheartened about it. And to be honest, it's like, whoa, I'm being productive because I'm anxious. 
Like I'm gonna grind until I can't grind anymore. But yeah, obviously there are ways outside of medication to help with anxiety. So I'm gonna talk about what helps me other options to help because, you know, as I said, I dealt with anxiety today. I'm going to talk about how I got through that. And it's just like, again, a normal part of some people's lives, which sucks because I wish, oh my God, I wish I didn't have to deal with anxiety. And I don't want to sit here and sound like I'm complaining because there's a lot of worse things that could be happening in my life. And I'm very grateful. However, it is very tiring and very taxing to have to have your brain work like that. And again, it's hard because it's like, I can't understand why my brain works like this. Um, because some people just are so positive about everything. And it's like, I want to be like that. So this is how I am like that on my day to day and how I reduce my anxiety symptoms and other ways you can reduce anxiety symptoms. So for me, one thing that really does help is having a schedule, especially if your anxiety is like, generalized if it's stuff to do with your everyday life having anxiety about trying to get stuff done on time blah 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 it's important to have a schedule or like a diary where you have like tasks um and getting stuff done and ticking it off helps me more than anything else having it written down in a freaking diary and taking it is is like free therapy to me because it makes me feel so productive um, and then at the end of the day, I'm able to look back on my day and be like, wow, I got so much done. And if I didn't get stuff done, I can move it to the next day. And, you know, it's not a problem. And I feel like before I did this, so much of my anxiety was like, how am I going to get this done? Like, oh my God, I, I have no time. Like, I'm going to freaking pass away if I don't get this done. I'm going to pass away if freaking I leave this till last minute. So having a diary and scheduling literal normal activities in like freaking going for a walk and making the time for relaxation and leisure things as well as work things it's so important and it really helps you by having a structure especially with dealing with anxiety another thing that i really recommend doing to help anxiety is to watch positive like videos and content i can't sit here and say that i do that because oftentimes i'm scrolling on tiktok and you can't really control what you see on tiktok and you get consumed with every single video but i feel like you, like especially you see so much negative shit on tiktok and it just makes you feel so nervous and anxious and sad about your own life and it's it's hard because it's hard to not engage and watch those things, but little tiny videos like that can really impact how you feel in your day and your own outlook on yourself and your life and your friends and your boyfriend and people around you. I think like trying to skip past those videos, I know it's like a hard thing to do, even though it's literally a swipe, but by like recognizing things that you don't want to see, things that are negative and that kind of talk down on your situations or make you feel bad about your life just don't engage with them I think it's really important to watch like videos from creators that you love that are positive or like even like not motivational videos but this is why I love glow up videos is because like they inspire you to be better like you see someone doing something good and you're like oh I want to do good too like I want to be better too and that's why I like creating them because it's like motivation for myself in a sense. But yeah, I think engaging and watching and, you know, getting into positive content, it's fucking hard because 
negative content is so, so engaging and toxic, but you just can't be involved with that because it does take a toll on your mental health and it's really hard to realize that, but I feel like it's kind of like a subliminal thing. It's really hard to realize. This is an obvious one, but if I'm having like an anxiety attack, breathing techniques do really help. My mom used to tell me, just breathe. And I'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like that does not help. But this sounds crazy. I'm not condoning this in any way, but if I'm feeling really anxious or if I'm feeling like I'm about to explode with like a, a freaking waterfall of emotions, I literally sit there and I hold my breath and I close my eyes and I just sit there and think about nothing. Like I really try to like turn off my brain and you know, you shouldn't hold your breath for extended periods of time because I think that's really dangerous. But when I hold my breath, it's like, okay, you're focusing on how long you can hold your breath for. And then when you let out that, uh, that big breath, it's kind of like getting out all of the emotions instead of, you know, having a big rage or having a big, you know, unnecessary cry when it's not really something to cry over in the first place. Well, for me personally, a lot of my anxiety is not things to be anxious about, <laughs> but yeah, breathing techniques really help. There's a lot of videos, especially online. For example, if you're having trouble like falling asleep, there's so many YouTube channels that just post the best, like how to fall asleep, anxiety tutorials, or just like literal anything, everything's online, which is great. So I think a lot of help is free and on YouTube. So if I'm ever really struggling, I'll put on a video like that. Or I'll just sit there in my own silence and just let myself calm down for five, ten minutes. And then I can get back to thinking about what I'm going to do next, how I'm going to get over this and, you know, how to overcome the current issue that I'm facing. Another thing that is really important is to surround yourself with people that understand your anxiety. A lot of people that I knew or you know, that I had in my life did not. And they would think that me going crazy <laughs> over these certain things, like freaking going out to the shops were insane. They were like, stop, like, why are you acting like that? And it's like, when you have anxiety, you can't just like stop it. You really have to be like, not convinced. What's the word? You have to be encouraged to, you know, let loose. You know, you have to be supported by the people around you that really understand that, you know, even though they're not going through it, that doesn't mean you're not. And that, you know, they should always help you and be supportive. So like one of the things that I used to be, oh my God, so freaking anxious about, not as much now, but literally in the past, I would freak the frick out of taking photos in public. Like I would take photos and I would start crying in the street because people were looking at me and I would go home and have no photos. And obviously taking photos is my job. <laughs> But now like being around someone that really helps me feel confident and reassures me that no one's looking at me and just having people around you that again, support and understand your situation and you know, they acknowledge and can see what you're going through and without making it a big deal, they can, you know, help you push through it. And that's helps me overcome a lot of my anxiety. Another thing obviously is to talk about it. You know, if you're having a breakdown and, and if you're alone, it's really helpful to you know call someone up that you can vent to that will understand you call your mom call your dad I feel like when I was younger I would just rant about my anxiety to my mom and she was really helpful and made me feel like 
it's it's not a problem like you you'll get over this you'll look back and you'll laugh you know what I'm saying so just call up a family member call up a friend that you feel comfortable with if you want to talk to someone another little trick to deal with anxiety is to write a journal I don't do this I feel like I have a mental journal in my brain that I store information in but I did try journaling at one point. It's just not something that I can do. I prefer like a daily diary with tasks. But if you are going through a rough patch mentally, just grab a freaking notebook or just go on your notes app and just write how you're feeling. Just let it out. It's it's similar to like letting it out to a family member or a friend. It's just letting it out to yourself. And then after you've let out all your emotions on the page, you can leave it or come back to it later and reflect. I feel like that's a really good way, but I feel like I do that in my brain <laughs> already. I don't really like writing it out. It's too time consuming for me. And another thing, this is just like general life advice as well as anxiety advice, but it's to kind of like do one rewarding thing a day. And, you know, this could be anything. Like for me today, my rewarding task was to go on a walk. And like to some people going for a walk, obviously doesn't seem like much of a rewarding task but I feel like it was good for me today to you know take the time to myself and do something for myself that doesn't involve work doesn't involve sitting on my fucking phone you know I think just doing one thing outside of work and phone is good a day even if it's something small like that and the last little thing that really helps me is having a little animal like I remember when I used to cry and have a sook and freak out like I would have Shiloh who would always be she wasn't like my anxiety dog but like I would always just hold her she was clearly so uncomfortable because I was just like holding her and like now that I have Prada my little cat I don't know I just feel so calm around animals and even though they can't understand you I feel like they can and especially with cats, they have healing properties in their purr, which is actually scientifically proven, excuse me, for all you cat haters. Cats, the frequency of their purring is like a really positive frequency. I, I don't know how to explain it. Again, not a scientist person, but I've read about it because I started to feel really calm and, you know, happy when I was around my cat and when I hold my cat and when he's purring. And it's actually a fact that cat's purring really helps you even physically like it has healing properties so I recommend getting a cat if you're an anxious person but yeah we're going to read a little story that was sent in this one is it's a little bit more uplifting it's a little bit funny <laughs> but it still is a bit of an anxiety story because everyone deals with anxiety in different ways everyone has anxious triggers to different things so this is a funny little story. My partner and I have just bought our first home and started renovations. So there's tradies in and out all day. So an electrician was at our house installing new power boxes and boards. I had to lock our dogs in our bedroom as our backyard wasn't fenced yet. I have chronic anxiety and hate having people inside the house and suddenly become paralyzed by the overwhelming urgent need to do a burning hot liquid anxiety poop. Our inside power box that the electrician was currently working on is literally outside the only toilet in the house. What do I do? Planning a secret poop mission, I grab my keys and tell the tradie I'm just nipping down to Bunnings, which is 10 minutes down the road, and I'll be back and to call if he needs anything, etc. 
He tells me I can't leave because it's power related and an owner needs to be here in case anything happens such as if the dogs got out. I'm trapped and about to diarrhea myself with anxiety poop. I cannot go to the toilet and spout bubbling poop right next to where the tradie is working as there's no electricity so the toilet won't flush and the fan won't work. Therefore, he'd have to work in my poop vapors. Also, I can't leave the house so I grabbed a bucket from the laundry and a packet of Dettol wipes, locked myself in the bedroom and pooped into a bucket in the corner as quietly as I could with both my dogs staring at me. Thankfully, the dogs did not go near the bucket and I think the tradie was unaware of the whole situation so after he left the anxiety lava was disposed of <laughs> luckily i don't deal with needing to shit myself when i have anxiety <laughs> i actually deal with the opposite thing like i can't go to the toilet but oh my god that sounds like a fucking nightmare anyways we're gonna play spin the bottle so on the board, we have the options of what would you rather, spill the tea, never have I ever, prank call, ask me anything, truth or dare, kiss, marry, kill, and embarrassing story. So let's spin the bottle. Okay, it landed on ask me anything. Adrian, could I please have the little card that you prepared? Thank you. Ask me anything. What's your weirdest slash most unique experience with anxiety? Hmm. Okay, I have this thing and I've never met anyone else with this issue and I've dealt with this since I was a little girl. So actually earlier in the freaking podcast where I talk about how I don't know when my anxiety started, this is kind of my first memories of anxiety and something that I do still deal with to this day. I get anxiety in my ankles, which is super random. Um, My ankles feel like they are tensing up and about to explode and just filled with pain. And it honestly kind of feels like growing pains. I've never had growing pains in quotations ever in my life, apart from in my ankles. So I don't know if it's anxiety pain or like growing pain, but it's definitely anxiety related because whenever I am anxious, I get this horrible, like focused feeling in my ankles. And I remember when I was younger and I couldn't fall asleep, I'd get anxiety ankles in bed when I was sleeping with my mom. And she would have to massage my ankles until I fell asleep. Super random. I've never met anyone else to have anxiety ankles. I don't think I ever will. So let me know if you do get anxiety ankles or like an anxiety pain that's like somewhere specific in your body. But yeah, you guys, thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Sleepover Party. I hope I've, you know, helped some people with some options on how to deal with anxiety. I know everything is kind of very cliche and, you know, things that you can already know or access on the internet but I still does think it help that wasn't very good English I still do think it helps and you know if I was younger I would have loved to hear from somebody that I watched online talk about their experiences because you know it makes you feel a little bit less lonely and you know even though anxiety is something that is more common and that more people deal with it doesn't mean that your feelings are invalidated because I freaking know how it feels to be anxious about something and how it feels like your world is crumbling and to have my feelings and emotions invalidated at times because people don't understand how it's such an issue can really hurt and really make you feel kind of insane <laughs> so i'm gonna sit here and tell you guys that anxiety is totally normal it's so okay to feel this way and especially for me 
It's something that I have to deal with every day of my life and I will probably have to deal with it forever. And it's just something that's a part of me. And, you know, luckily for me, it's not debilitating, but I do think it is super important to manage your anxiety and to, you know, especially have people around you that want to help you and that understand your feelings because they are valid. But yeah, you guys, I love you. I'm going to go to sleep, but I hope you had a fun sleepover party and I'll see you next week. Good night. <laughs>